Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again. And though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Verse 11, Not that I speak in regard to, to need, but for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. And everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And everybody's favorite verse, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if, and if you get nothing else from tonight, if you get nothing, like absolutely nothing, I want you to get the statement. I don't want you to miss this. I want you to get the statement. It says, God has you exactly where you need to be. For the past couple of months, I've struggled, I've struggled with this statement myself because I, I just wasn't myself. For me, growing up, I was, I was this kid that, uh, how can I say this? I was a kid that my parents wanted to give away. That's pretty much the kid I was. Um, if my parents could have chosen any, any of the five kids to give away, it definitely would have been me. The reason I say that is because as a kid, if my brother was sitting here and I was walking behind him, I'd just walk behind him and slap him in the, head, and slap him in the back of the head. That's just who I was. You know, I was, I was a middle child. Uh, I was a kid that always caused trouble. I ended up getting kicked out of a school at the age of like 12. And so I was, you know, I was a kid that my parents didn't want. Um, uh, but they say they do. And it, it's, it's weird now because then they say I'm the favorite. Uh, I don't know why. But these, I, you know, I was this kid. I was that kid that my parents, per se, didn't want. You know, I, was, I was a kid that, that, always, that, would, uh, that would always get in trouble. And growing up, I, you know, I was, I was this very, I guess, mean kid. You can say that. But I just, I just say I, liked to, I grew up as a boy. But that's, that's just the way I say it. I remember when the story goes that... Um, me and my brother Mondo, who's only a year and a half older than me, or somewhere like that, um, we're standing outside, and apparently we're, there was a cookout, and my, my mom wasn't there, and so if my mom's a peacemaker at home, so like she keeps us from fighting for, for, with each other. And I remember my dad was cooking, and like uh, everybody was just sitting around talking, and apparently that same day, um, I just started punching my brother for no reason. And it wasn't like just, you know, just like one punch. He said I, I punched him continuously for no reason. And I, that's, that's what my childhood was like. Um, and so he said I was punching him for no reason. And my dad got mad, not because I was punching him, but because my brother wouldn't do anything about it. And so my dad said, Mondo, if you don't beat him up right now, I'm going to spank you. And so Mondo was like, okay. So he started beating me up. And uh, that wasn't a good day for me because I started crying. Uh, but... I think even later that day, Mondo was standing outside by the pool, and I pushed him in. And this thing, we're like seven or eight, and so, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a menace to society. I pushed him in the pool, and he didn't know how to swim. My brother had to jump in and save him. Um, but that's who I was. You know, I grew up being a very ruthless young, young boy. That's who I was. And this is where, this is, this is where I get my first point from. You read, it, read verse 11 again. It says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there was to be content. So where I get my first point, literally the last phrase of this verse, it says, in whatsoever state I am, there was to be content. And this is what I want you to get tonight. The first thing I want us to see is, be content in whatever state you are. Or in other words, be okay in whatever place God has you in your life. And for me, like, like I just said, you know, I was a very ruthless kid, and I didn't know what sadness was, because I, you know, I was always very outgoing. I was always this kid that would never stop talking. I was a kid that always got in trouble in, in class, so I was always very outgoing, very happy. That's just who I was. That's my natural personality. But like I said, about two months ago, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know where I was. I mean, I, I was, I, I, I lost all sense of happiness, I lost all sense of joy. I didn't, I didn't know who I was at this point in my life. I didn't know, like, I, it was so bad that I even, at, at some point in this, 
I don't know, this weird part of my life, I even considered not fulfilling my calling and preaching and, and serving in ministry. It was so weird because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, you know, I talked to people and I was like, what people told me was like, you'll get out of it. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I struggled with it and I was, you know, I, would, I was reading my Bible. I wasn't living in sin. I was praying. I was doing everything I needed to do, but I felt like something was wrong. I was, you know, I was, I was not doing anything wrong. I was doing everything that a pastor would say to do. If you want to grow, do this. And I was doing it and I was doing it the way that I felt like I should. And I just wasn't growing. I was, I, it's not that I wasn't growing. I just did, had no happiness. I don't know if I would say I, would de- I was depressed, but it's weird. I, people like me don't get depressed. People that are going usually say, you know, you don't get depressed. And I grew up with this mindset that only weak people, that only happens to weak people. And that's really weird to say in a sense, it's kind of mean, but that's the truth. That's the way I grew up thinking like, that. that's not for me. That's not for me. That's for, that's for other people. That's not for the people that have my type of personality that are all going. That's, you know, that's for the people that stay in the room all day and drink soda. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what that's with anything, but I, you know, it's like, that's, that's for other people. That's not with me. And this is, and through this time, I, I was reading through the book of Philippians and I got to this part. I, I, I mean, I knew that in this, during this time of, of Philippians, you know, uh, Paul's in prison. He's, during, he's in his second, his second missionary journey, but he, we find him in prison. And I know they always, they always attach the word content with a lethargic lifestyle, but that's not what he means here. He's not, he's not meaning that if, by being content, it's not some sort of lethargic, lethargic lifestyle. The word content means to be in a state of peacefulness and happiness. And it's important to understand why he's saying this and where he's coming from and, and what he's been through and what he's attained materially and um, in this point in his life and what he doesn't have anymore. But what Paul's trying to say here is, that contentment does not come from our circumstances. Contentment comes from understanding of our life rooted in Christ. Amen. And in this point in his life, he's, like I said, he's in his second missionary. He's done everything, he's done everything he, he, he should have done. He's gone, to pre, he's gone to set up churches. He's, he started all these things, and he's, he's in jail. You would think the man, the greatest man in Christianity besides Jesus, would not be struggling like this, but he is. We find him in jail, and, and that's... That's where he's at right now. And it's quite interesting that the man that is sitting in a prison cell is telling us to have joy. And when I was, when I was struggling, I was reading through this, I was like, man, how the, I, don't know, I don't know if Paul, like, there's something wrong with Paul or is it just me? Like this man that's sitting in a prison cell is telling me to be happy. Like, does he really know what's going on in my life? Like, this is not me and he's telling me to be happy. He's telling me to be content. He's, he's telling me to be okay with where I'm at. There's something wrong with this guy. And that's how I viewed it for the longest time. Because like, why should I be happy if I, if, why should I be content with where I'm at if I'm not happy? Why should I be okay with where I'm at if I feel like, if I know I'm not supposed to be where I'm at? I felt so, like, I felt so alone. I, I had the funnest, I remember the reason I knew I was in this dark place was because I felt like I was in a state farm commercial. You know, when everything's going bad and there's just one person, like, you know, just sitting there watching everything in slow motion. I remember we were sitting inside our, inside the campus corner in our, at our college. And I remember, like, it was, it was literally the six or seven closest people to me. Everybody was laughing, and I remember everything was just like in slow motion to me. I looked around, and everybody was laughing except me. It was, it was such a weird time in my life where I thought, is it just me, or is everything, like just, is everything just wrong? But I find, that, I find it here that, yes, Paul is going through a similar time. He's, he's, going, he's in prison, and he's incarcerated, but he's, he's telling me to be happy. And I find it weird that this person right here is telling me to do this. And the truth is, there are people in here who are just like how I was. 
struggling. And it's a weird place to be. And, a man, and as a man who's in prison, who's had it all, who's, who's had nothing, it's telling me to be content. Like, oh, does, he not, like, does he not understand where he's at? Or is it just me? You see, this guy's telling me to be content, and I know for a fact there's people in here that are going to have probably the worst Christmas of their life. I know people here that probably just had the worst Thanksgiving that they've had in years. But he's telling, he's telling me to be content? Is, like, is this really what he's telling me? He's telling me to be okay with my circumstance? In verse 4, you can, go, you can read a couple of verses before this. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God in peace. And the peace of God which, pathes, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. But I think the reason that he tells us we can be content is because we can take our prayer to him. It's because we have, we have somewhere to disconnect and we have, somewhere to take our, we have somewhere to take all of our problems. And if you look back at the word content, it means being able to be self-sufficient. And it's not because of who he was, but because of who he had. Amen. And he, wasn't, he wasn't content because of where he was in prison. It was, he, was because, he was content because who he had with him in prison. Amen. It's, all about, it's always about looking at the, right, at the right circumstance in the right way. It's always about looking at the, at the circumstance the way that he sees it. See, contentment starts with being thankful for the circumstances that surround us, even though it's hard at times. And knowing that we can have peace because he gives, he gives us the peace that passes all understanding. The second thing I want us to see tonight is depend on Christ no matter where you are. And I see this right here in verse, in verse, in verse 13. Everybody's favorite verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think the hardest thing for me was to be able to be okay with where I was. Whenever I, thought, whenever, I, whenever I felt alone, I thought of people that were there before me. I remember I called someone, and I was like, hey, like, how do I get out of this? And he said, honestly, you just, just got to keep pushing. I told him, I was like how, do I, like, how do I keep being me? He's like, you just, you just keep doing it. Don't depend on yourself. He's like, it's better to be faithful than to give up. It's better to depend on someone who's, depend on God because you know he's going to be there. And I, I can't help but thinking of people that, that have struggled. And I, know, and I know, Brother Chris, I know you've been through something similar where, where everything, like, you couldn't get out of it. I felt like I was running in a hamster wheel, like in a Christian hamster wheel. You know, I was reading my Bible, I was doing everything I needed to do, but I still felt wrong. But one thing I learned through this, I got to depend on someone that's not me. Because I didn't get myself out of it. There was nothing that I can do in this moment of time that, that I could get myself out of it because there was no, there realistically, I couldn't control the way I was feeling. I couldn't control, like I was doing everything right. I was reading my Bible. I was, I was doing this. I was working. I had money in my wallet. I had everything I needed. And there was no reason for me to feel like this until I came across this passage and I, and I read that Paul was okay with where he was at. And that, he, and that truly he was depending on someone else to get out of this place that he was and and to me, I find it funny because he knew that he was coming to a place where most likely he wouldn't get out. Or that he was facing some sort of, he knew that he was coming to either his death or something, something in, this, in this sort of, in this, in this part of his life where he was facing either death or, or, some, or some sort of persecution. Man, they had nothing. So lastly, I just leave you with these, with these couple things. I know you think, like, oh, I know, okay, so what I, what I do with this? All I can say is be okay with where God has you. 
I don't know what that means for you. I don't know, what it, I don't know what's going to look like for you in a couple weeks. But all I can say to you is be okay with God has you. And I know it's, it's going to be tough for a couple weeks. I know it's going to be tough for a couple days. But all I, can, all I can say is God has you exactly where you need to be. It's hard being in a place where you don't want to be. I know because I've been there. I don't want to be depressed. That's not who I am. I don't want to feel sad because that's not who I am. That's not my personality. Like I said, that's, that's not for my type of people. And it, wasn't, it didn't change until I realized that it was okay being where I was at. Because it's not me who put me there, it was him who put me there. And until I learned to rely on God, even in the tough times, that's when I truly got out of it. Like I said, not everybody in here is, during, is, in, this, is in this spot that I was in once. But some, some of you will either be there, are there, or probably be there. And I, didn't, and I didn't realize that when I was there. Over the summer, I talked to someone that, that had gone through something similar to this. And I told him, I was like, dude, I don't think I'll ever go through this. Two months later, I'm there. And it was the weirdest time in my life. I thought, that's not for me. I just want to leave you with these two things. Be content in whatever state you are. And depend on Christ no matter where you are. Because there's nothing that we can do to get, our, to get ourselves out of the place we don't want to be. I could depend on him. So let's pray, and then I guess you all be dismissed. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you just for the opportunity to open your word tonight, Lord. And I thank you that people before me have experienced what I was going through in this moment in my life. I mean, Lord, I ask you just, ask if anybody in here is struggling the way that, that I once was, or if anybody is struggling or, and going through what Paul was going through in this time where he felt, I would say, even alone, Lord, I ask you just be with them and Help them to remember that we can depend on you. That the only way to get out of our problems is to truly depend on you. And help us to realize that the reason we're there is not because of, it's not always because of what we did, but it's always because you have allowed us to be in this place in our life. And Lord, we thank you that at times you allow us to go through difficult times, and it's hard at times, but we thank you that we know that you're trying to grow us through all these, through all these places you put us through our lives and all these, um, through all these valleys you take us to through. And Lord, I ask you to just help us to grow. Help me to look back and know that there is a reason why you put me there, Lord. And I ask that you just be with us tonight. And we thank you for just, for just speaking, Lord. And we, ask this in your, and we just thank you. And we, we ask this in your name. Just so we pray. Amen.